Hello everybody, Taylor here today. I just want to take a moment to thank you everybody for listening to another episode of The Roots of Life. Uh, If you have a quick moment, we'd like to ask you to go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Roots of Life Podcast. If you want to listen to some of the other episodes and you're not sure where to do that, you can do that on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, all those channels. Subscribe to us, like the videos. If you want to give them a like or a review on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. It makes it so that the podcast itself shows up in people's searches more and gives us the opportunity to reach more listeners' ears. So we also have some blogs up on our website if you'd like to check those out. And our last request is that... We do have a survey that we are posting in the description of this video, and hopefully, if you have one or two minutes, it's very short, if you can just take a quick moment to do that survey, it just asks you a couple questions, it helps us gather some information so that we can learn how to serve you just a little bit better. So if you have that time, we would greatly appreciate it. If not, that's totally cool. We want you to continue listening to the show. Let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Roots of Life podcast. I, Taylor, am one half of Roots of Life, joined today by the always fantastic James. Hey, everybody. I'm the second half of the Roots of Life podcast. The most beautiful half. (laughs) Oh, I don't know about that. We'll have to have a contest. Uh, <laughs> so today we are going to talk about distractions, um, which comes at a great time because I recently just lost the use of my phone for about four days. Another part of our, uh, we'll get back. We'll get back into that a little bit later. Another part of our episode today is the fear of sharing your work the fear of failure or success. So, Taylor, both of us work pretty hard and spend a lot of time on social media for work, uh, for the podcast at least. How do you manage to not get like sucked into the social media and get distracted by all the fun things that are happening and continue to stay on task? Well, I want to start by saying that lots of people... I think would consider your cell phone your number one distraction. Yeah. In the world. I mean, everybody is so absorbed with their cell phones. And I think that it's one of the things that, you know, we talk about a lot of our different practices and you have to Mm -hmm. make a practice of not letting yourself get lost in the jumble and all the noise that is your social media or uh, your communication with friends, you know, especially when it's very casual. So with that being said, how do I do it? That's a great question. I mean, I definitely can't say I'm perfect. So because I get lost in it too, right? And I always think about distractions whenever I'm working on different creative things, I guess. the A lot of our work, especially, when it comes down to 
distractions, I think not just my phone, but like the online world as a whole can be very distracting. And so one of the things that I did recently actually was I deleted Facebook off my phone. And I know not everybody's going to do that. I know that's not easy for everybody, but Facebook was the one for me. And it's different for everybody that I would get lost into just kind of scrolling and scrolling and scrolling for no reason. (laughs) I had, uh, I had an app nine gag when I was in university and that's all I would do is just scroll, see whatever funny gifts and pictures and everything. And I'd be on there for hours and then realize, oh, I haven't done any of my homework or assignments or anything. So, Yeah, you, you end up losing track of time super fast. Yeah. You know, sometimes I I have something to do in, say, an hour, and I, and I end up telling myself that, oh, an hour isn't enough time to do anything. And so I end up trying to kill time. But then when it comes down to it, an hour is a lot of time. Mm-hmm. An hour is a lot of time to get something done. And so I recently just got an app. I told you about it, Jimmy, the yeah. app Toggle. And so somebody, I went to a talk last week. Actually, I would like to talk about that a little bit today, but it was just a local talk. Uh, they call it, I think it's local talks, but <laughs> <laughs> it's this group and they get together and it's for entrepreneurs and creative people or anyone really, but they go and they have different panels they bring in and people who have uh, success in different areas of life. And they just talk about the trials and tribulations. And this one was, uh, this one was called side hustle. It was about pursuing your side hustle while you work a nine to five. Mm -hmm. So the podcast being exactly that for us this is something we invest a lot of our time into on a weekly basis you know we commit our time to each other and to the audience to the listeners to the fans and but yeah so one of the panel guys had told me about this app toggle and it was about tracking time because somebody had asked him a question and that was uh how do you how do you find the time right and that what he had said was you know you can get a lot done in 20 minutes Mm mm-hmm you have 20 minutes before you have to leave your house and to go somewhere. And a lot of people think, oh, well, I have time to, you know, whatever, make a quick snack or whatever it might be. But I I started using this app Toggle and because I do a lot of little things each day, things that I like to do on a daily basis. And some of them are small. So me being... Uh, a music producer, I I practice my finger drumming every day, right? And I practice piano, not every day, but as much as I can. And so I do 15 minutes of finger drumming every day. Now, that's not like committing an hour and a half of my time to something. Mm-hmm. It's something I literally do before I really think about doing much else. I do my writing. And it's funny because in my most recent journal, the there's a lot less lines on the page. And so it takes me a lot less time to write these pages. Whereas before on my last journal, I had to commit about a half hour to it. So I would wake up a half hour earlier and write my pages that morning. But so this, this app just, it's helped me even put it in visual. It made it a visual thing for me. Whereas I can see, I start the timer before I start something and then I stop it when I'm finished 
And whether it's, you know, doing social media things, like if I'm doing something for Roots of Life, social media based, I start a timer and then I I do it and I don't think about, I'm not committing a certain, an X amount of time to that. I'm just doing it until it's done. And then I stop the timer and I'm like, wow, you know, that actually took me less than a half an hour. Mm-hmm. Nice. So... You get that visual picture of of what you would what you've been doing for your day, basically. Yeah, and I find that that is one thing that is uh, really helping me just over the last week or so that I've been doing it. But it really kind of put things into perspective. But I guess to circle back and answer your question, you know, that's one thing is I really try to manage my time better so yeah. that I don't because then I'm not feeling rushed, and that I think when you kind of get that like anxious you know rushed feeling when you just really want to get something done then you almost like panic and you don't want to get it done you know subconsciously like you know you need to get it done right but it's it's like if you were to leave a university paper until the night before you know some people say they work better under pressure but i don't feel like you're gonna turn out your best work at that point I definitely, I'm, I'm one of those people. I always leave things to the last minute. I know like I just, I get more motivated to do it when I know it has to be done ne- right now. I know it's never, it's never my best work, but I feel like my best work takes too long for me. I don't know. It's, it's weird. So like even I just wrote the episode six blog post. It went up yesterday. I wrote it uh, on Sunday night at 12 p.m. Or 12 a.m. So Monday, that morning, and it took me about an hour to get it done. And I felt I was trying all day long to get it done, staring at the page, and I just couldn't manage to even put a word down. And then I had an hour left, basically before I wanted to go to bed, and I just wrote it all. And hopefully, there's there's not many spelling and grammar errors, uh, but I think I think it did okay. I think your grammar is just fine. Thanks. You're more versed in proper grammatical practice than I am. That's for sure. <laughs> but so I guess to circle back again, sorry, mm-hmm. that to deal with distractions, like if I'm working on music, I put my phone on do not disturb so that I'm not getting okay. a lot of buzz buzzes because it's those yeah. little things that will pull me out of the moment Yeah. to address something else. And then, you know, it could be as little as something as my girlfriend asking me a question and it might not be of something super important, but then I'm, I feel, you know, you want to reply to that person yeah. in a way. And then, you know, so I think, uh, I've, I've heard of people who will go as far as if they're working on the computer, they will disconnect their computer from their Wi-Fi so that they're not tempted to go onto Facebook or onto their favorite blog or whatever the case may be, or pull up their favorite song on Spotify. So I think that's one practice, I think for sure that people can easily implement. And then another one that I, I just did recently is I changed, I went into the notification settings on my phone yeah, and I turned off everything. So nothing buzzes anymore when I get, uh, you know, text messages or Facebook notifications or, you know, Instagram, whatever. Yeah, you were were talking about the Instagram a little while ago, how every time we post you, you'd be distracted because you'd 
see all the things pop up, different likes and follows and stuff. Yeah, well, it's crazy, too, because we've been trying to post quite regularly now just so that we can try and, you know, communicate with everybody. And, you know, like we said at the beginning of the episode, we want to reach more ears. So that's something that we're really trying to focus on. And it's it's ridiculously distracting when you look at your phone and, okay, you've got 10, you know, say you just posted a picture on Instagram and you've got 10 likes. I put my phone down and then I'm looking, whatever, maybe I'm reading a book or I'm writing a blog post or whatever it might be. And then all of a sudden, two seconds later, my phone's like, and I'm like, holy crap. And then all of a sudden I look at it again and there's another 10 things and I'm, it's, and then it just seems like a lot. And I'm, I had to find a way to minimize that noise. So I think, you know, when you think about distractions, like noise is a a big one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether it be from your phone or your computer or things around you. And so when I'm when I'm doing especially creative things or things that I need know I need to focus on, I try to minimize the noise around me. You know, if I'm going to do some writing, then I try not to uh, consume so much media beforehand yeah because i think there's like a shift in my brain when i go from uh receiving that input of data to when i'm trying to create output and so i think uh, i just have to like try and clear my brain before that and i think that's a good practice and when you can do that you you learn just to kind of get rid of the noise around you and you just create, you know, that like peace and that serenity mm-hmm. and, and it just makes things easier, I think. Yeah, so. I definitely agree. I know not having a phone for a few days, um, three of those days I was working. So I actually, I think I got a lot more done at work. Um, I, I was able to just stay on task, stay focused, get everything I needed to do done. But one of those days was a night shift and I forgot the charging cord for the laptop. So I was pretty, pretty bored by the end of the night, having nothing to do. Um, but yeah, I find not having the phone helped me like see things around me, connect more with the people around me and just be more present in in my life. Just be more of a character in my life rather than kind of like somebody observing what was happening from behind a phone screen. Yeah, that I've noticed recently, you know, people talk about how we're becoming uh, more and more involved and connected with our technology. Yeah. And, you know, we're going now from ordering food at a fast food place to ordering it online or even, you know, you order something like Starbucks. Starbucks has an app now. Yeah. And you can order food from the app. You go up. And you can order five minutes before you get there. And then when you walk up, it's there. You grab it and you go. Whereas before, you had to go up to the till. You had to uh, communicate what you wanted. And then you could then wait a minute or two and get your drink or get your food. And you could go. So we're slowly, as we become more and more advanced technologically, we are... uh, creating less and less human interaction and so that's interesting because that's something that i've noticed recently even for myself is uh, not interacting with 
the the little people not like small people but the (laughs) the people that i have small interactions with in my day-to-day yeah and i have no interest in communicating with them and so i think that's something that i need to kind of focus on but it's interesting to hear you say that you notice the improvement on that just through a couple days of not having your phone yeah it was it was kind of strange because there's nothing for me to distract myself with there's nowhere else for me to go i can't just climb into that dark screen and just scroll forever i have to i have to talk to people that are around kind of thing or at least i have to be paying attention and watching them because i have nothing else to look at so it was just kind of cool one part of it that was a problem though was it was hard for us to communicate so i feel like i for like those four days i was completely lost on what we were doing in terms of um any work that we had to do or even the instagram because i'm usually the one posting on it and then obviously i couldn't because i didn't have a phone so yeah yeah and that i i definitely noticed that too because we usually communicate uh much more and on a deeper level i guess just in terms of everything you know Mm -hmm. we're homies we're good friends and then we also have the platform that we work and we communicate and we uh, discuss ideas and different strategies and plans that you know different things that we want to do so I definitely felt that it's interesting to think I mean I guess it's harder because we're not we're not in the same city yeah but you know you th- I always think about how how did people do it before phones but I guess there wasn't so many startups back then I think yeah and if there, there wasn't and if a, it was, was it was like you and your neighbor or like you and a friend that you lived next to or around kind of thing so you were in the same city yeah, you or, or the you, same you area. Would meet every day at a business office kind of yeah. thing or a coffee shop but we don't have the means to do that because of our location that's the power of technology though it's given us the ability to do this together yeah it's with such a distance between us I mean, it, it's, I could make it there every week if I, if I really wanted to, but then, I mean, the funds for this would <laughs> deplete quite quickly. So it would feel like a lot more of a chore at that yeah, point. Yeah, definitely would. Is there anything that you do, Jimmy, to minimize the noise? I mean, you, you were just forced to minimize yeah. the noise recently with the phone, but is there anything that you do regularly to try and work with it? Honestly, no, I, I get distracted a lot and it just, I end up getting to a point where, where I'm stuck like I was for the Monday's blog. Um, I get stuck in this point where I have to get it done. And if I don't, then I'm, then it's not done for when it should be up. So I, I end up procrastinating and then just like rushing through everything, which is not a good habit to get into at all. It's quite stressful at a lot of times, but um, I'm really excited, actually, that my phone did kind of die on me. So I, it's kind of given me a new, new outlook and a new, uh, new idea on how I'm going to be working. Because with this, I have this like loaner phone that they gave me while my phone's getting fixed, and I decided just to only basically download uh, Instagram so that I could keep posting for the Roots of Life page and Snapchat because uh, my girlfriend is currently in Mexico, so. She's been sending me lots of snaps of the beach and things like that. And then just straight up using it as a phone. So texting and um, calls because I I needed a phone for work, which really sucked over the weekend. I I actually missed out on a shift or two. So, but that's okay. 
now I have this new outlook where I'm, I'm going to try and limit the amount of stuff that distracts me because I find I'm, I'm distracting myself from either my work, from diff, difficult, like feelings, emotions, or situations, um, or, or when I get bored. And honestly, when I get bored is a, a big time when I can, I could be doing a lot more stuff. Uh, I could be trying out new recipes when I'm cooking. I could be, I could be playing guitar. I could be reading. I could be learning, doing all sorts of things. And I, I really should be, but I end up usually just on my phone scrolling for a couple hours. So last night, for example, I, I didn't have the option to be distracting myself. So I ended up trying out making some like chocolate strawberries and then like reading for a while and then going to bed. So I ended up doing a lot more productive stuff yesterday because I didn't have those distractions. The most important question. Yes. How did the chocolate strawberries turn out? I tried one just before we started uh, recording today, actually, and they're really good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it because yeah, chocolate was... and strawberries. Damn, son. <laughs> yeah, I was just like sitting there. I was like, oh, man, I don't know what to do. Walked around the house for a while, just like looking at stuff. And then I just opened the fridge because when I get bored, I get hungry. It's a problem for a lot of people, I, I'm sure. Uh, and then I saw the strawberries there and I was like, yeah, I could eat those. And I was like, or I could make them better. So I made chocolate and... Well, I didn't make chocolate, melted some chocolate, added some stuff, and then poured it over them. But yeah, it's cool. I'm excited. Sounds deadly. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that you found a silver lining in not having a mobile device for a couple days. Yeah, I definitely did. It was so I, I encourage everybody to maybe try and figure out what the biggest distraction is, because we know it's not practical to, you know, cut out all these things and mm -hmm. just make your life silent because that is not uh that's not inducive to a healthy lifestyle cutting yourself off especially because that's what we're all used to now so you need to be careful with that but i do encourage everybody to maybe try and minimize the noise in your life a little bit mm -hmm. find the biggest distraction and find a way maybe not even cut it out but just minimize it a little bit you know maybe I even think give yourself like a limit for how much you can be on the social media for the day or something maybe like an hour a day and you can break that up to 15 minute intervals for little breaks or something yeah totally you know i think that you just got to figure out how to work with the distractions mm -hmm. and ultimately i think you know you got to figure out what is it that you're distracting yourself from yeah for sure i think that's really important because a lot of people don't even realize that they're they're hiding from doing something like yeah we all find ways to avoid the the things that make us uncomfortable mm -hmm. and you'll hide yourself in a world of a the biggest one now is digital media right yeah so you know if you don't want to have that hard talk with your boss or your you know significant other you know, you'll find a way around that by distracting yourself with something. You're 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 trying to fill a void, right? By yeah. you know, just filling it up with something that's really not inducive to health. Yeah. To physical and well and mental health. Physical and mental well being. Yes. That's all we I, want for you. To be physically I like it. and mentally well. <laughs> totally. 
Should we go for our first break? Yeah, I like the sounds of that. Okay. All right, we're going to take a quick break, everyone, and we will be back with you in a few moments. Thank you. Thanks. And we're back, and it's time for the most exciting segment of the day. Jimmy, it is time for What Tickles My Fancy. What What Tickles My Fancy? Yeah, I know. I'm excited. I, I love that part. I, I love tickled fancies. <laughs> I love my fancy being tickled, and I love tickling fancies. It's a great way to live. <laughs> it is. It's like, I love to make people feel good. And I love to mm-hmm. feel good because exactly. that's what this is all about. That's what, what tickled my fancy came from was the idea of the things that we appreciate and the things that make us feel good. The things that inspire us. So, Jimmy. Yes. I have a question for you today, my friend. What tickles what is it? your fancy? Oh, well, um, what tickles my fancy? I appreciate when people smile or nod when you walk past them. I, I'd like it. I'd rather you smile or nod at me. I don't even care if you smile quickly than like completely pretend I don't exist. That's fine. As long as you acknowledge my existence and smiling and, and nodding at someone, I feel kind of gives them the sense that you're not a threat. And I really like that because the world's kind of threatening and scary out there. So it's good to have somebody just give you a nice little smile. So, I, yeah, I always smile at everyone that I walk past or at least give them a nod if they don't look like they're a smiley kind of person. So, what if they only did one or the other, though? Oh, you don't have to smile and nod. It, it is just, I'd rather just one or the other. It doesn't have to be both. I like the smile more than I like the nod, I think. Yeah, Cause definitely. Because the nod, I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. it it's an acknowledgement, I've, but I feel like the yeah. smile is so much more welcoming. It's more friendly, definitely. I find, like, I smile at most people. Like, I'll give them a small little smile. But then it's like it's like those guys that just, like, look really angry. I don't, wa- I don't want to look like I'm having a better day than them kind of thing. So I just, like, give them the nod, like, yeah, dude, I understand your struggle. And I keep going. That's fair. Yeah. I respect your outlook on that. Thank you. <laughs> Taylor, I have, a, I have a question for you. What is your question, Jimmy? What tickles your fancy? God, I love that question. It's so good. It's such a good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, my tickled fancy of the week is when you put a load of laundry into the washer. Then you have the obligation to take it from the washer and put it in the dryer. And then you pull it out of the dryer. <laughs> and then... You get to put the clothes on while they're still warm out of the dryer. And that is my tickle fancy for the week when you get to put on clothes still warm from the dryer. Can I have another one? <laughs> That's set up. <laughs> you, like the way I t- you like the way I talk, Jimmy? I was laughing so hard. I couldn't stop. I was trying to be quiet because I didn't want to like get mess away. you up, but it was so good. <laughs> I thought so. That I don't know. I tried to make it fun. Yeah, that was good, man. That was so good. Awesome. So, so we also we do have we do have a third tickled fancy for the week from Jimmy's fantastic and supportive girlfriend Ashley. Yeah, we we were uh, we were coming up with these 
and she got home and we told her what we were doing and she was like oh do you know what's great fresh sheets like right out of the dryer just like taylor's clothes just fresh out of the dryer nice and warm or just like freshly made bed the best and she also had another one which i thought was like really brilliant and i really liked was empty public bathrooms you go in no one's there you get to do your thing nobody bothers you it's just like at home except a little bit colder and then you're good you go and you're done and likely not quite as clean yeah probably not no i don't i don't share that same enthusiasm for an empty public bathroom i mean i like the fact that it's empty but i don't care for the public bathroom part yeah i mean i guess it would be a little more relaxed yeah if it I, was I mean, empty. i'd rather have it empty than have some guy standing there in the urinal next urinal next to me yeah is all i think i loved the way that that whole thing got brought up because like you said like ashley came home and then we yeah. were on skype and yeah. She was sitting off to the side. Like, I don't think I saw her face the entire time. But <laughs> whenever I said something, like, once in a while, she would respond. And I could hear yeah. her in your microphone. So she was, like, this distant third perspective in the conversation. <laughs> and we would talk about something. And then all of a sudden, she'd, like, drop some knowledge bomb. And we would be like, that's amazing. Yeah. What? There was a few and, of them. We were just like, yes. Yeah. And so she was coming up with some good stuff. So that that was really cool. Yeah, it was great. It was a good time. Yeah, that was totally. actually a really productive day for us, I think. Was that the long one? Done. Yeah, that was the long one when we recorded and then, or no, that was the one we just planned things all day. Yeah. Yeah, we just planned like two episodes and wrote some stuff. And Yeah, so if anybody yeah. listens to this episode, which obviously you are if you're hearing this, but, or <laughs> there's last week's episode as well, we've started to change things up a little bit, hopefully for the better. We think it's for the better. If you if you think it's not, or if you think there's even more things we can improve on, hit us up in an email, rootsoflifepodcast at gmail.com, and let us know your thoughts. Mm -hmm. If there's any other things you'd like to hear us talk about, whatever, we're totally open to it. So, yeah. Topic two. A coward dies a thousand times before his death, but the valiant tastes death but once. For the day. Moving on to the next one. It is based off fear which we talked mm -hmm. about before but we're going more into the fear of success slash the fear of failure definitely and i think distractions and this one go nicely together because i hand think in hand they do go hand in hand on this one mm -hmm. so do you want to give a quick overview of those ideas yeah totally I have a little uh, snippet here that I wanted to read out to everyone. So it says, Psychologist Matina Horner first diagnosed the fear of success in the early 1970s. Her findings, especially as they related to the fear of success in women at that time, were incredibly controversial. Since then, however, most scientists and psychologists agree that fear of success exists for both men and women. Why do you think that she would have thought that more specifically towards women at that time jimmy um well i mean everything was a lot more is, it, is the word gentrified at that time where basically men ruled the workforce i mean the 70s women were were getting there getting there they were doing a lot more for themselves 
and pushing for uh, more equal rights and everything like that, which we still don't completely have yet today. But definitely, I think the fear of success was that they were afraid of succeeding and having men not like them for whatever reason or being seen as an outcast for going out and pursuing your own dreams rather than sitting at home making a home for your loving husband or whatever it was it was definitely just like a different time than we have now yeah men men were known as the breadwinners of that age Mm -hmm. and women were known as the homemakers yeah so some of the symptoms of fear of success and the fear of failure are you will belittle your accomplishments is one of them you will feel guilty because people have not had the same success as you you frequently procrastinate by changing your agenda to not accomplish your desires and goals you believe that if you do achieve success you won't be able to sustain it eventually you'll fail and end up back in a worse place than where you started so you think why bother yeah i mean i definitely have had probably all of those symptoms uh, at one time or another a big one I find is I, f- I do feel guilty a lot because people don't have the same success when you when you have a friend that's kind of struggling or going through some stuff and you you're like well I don't know maybe I shouldn't be doing these kind of things because I I don't want to be looking like I'm doing better and all this stuff I don't want to tell them about the exciting parts of my life and and the success that I'm having so you kind of belittle that and and you don't talk about it and then you kind of it kind of just like you push it down and you're like no I didn't really do anything that great it wasn't awesome it's it's just what it is I just wrote some stuff on the internet and there we go that's how it is so I I really uh it's really interesting to me to to think about these things cuz um going through university I I had a a lot of reading that I like to do on the topic of anxiety. And this is, this falls in to that category. You're, you're anxious to, to, you're anxious about succeeding or failing. So you don't do anything, which as some people would say, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So you're, you're not getting anywhere. You're not moving forwards. You're not moving backwards. You're just stagnant. And we all know stagnant pools are pretty gross. So don't be a stagnant pool. Yeah. I wrote a blog post recently on rootsoflifepodcast.com called The Call to Action. And it is literally about putting away that little inner critic, that voice in your Mm -hmm. head that tells you you shouldn't do this for whatever reason. And I think for creative people, a lot of the time, or even for somebody who has a business plan or a business model that they want to try and create, you know, what they want to be an entrepreneur and they have the fear of success, which is, Mm -hmm. or even the fear of failure where, you know, they, they want to do something, but the thought of the outcome of the situation is so powerful. And that's something that I have to constantly work with is the inner critic in my head, because that's definitely, that's what I, struggle with most you know is a lot of people overanalyze these situations they think about the outcome of it when really you know you just gotta kind of if you can learn to put that thing away it it really helps with just uh 
you know, following your call to action and just whatever your true north is, if you're meant to do something, you know, the brain has this weird way of getting inside you and telling you that you shouldn't do these things because your brain mm-hmm. likes to be comfortable. You're, and But it's not inducive to uh, ev- evolution in your life, you know, because mm-hmm. we all have to grow. We all have to change. But it's it just doesn't want to do that sometimes. It just wants to tell you, no, you shouldn't go to that art class because you can hang out at home and you can chill or you can do this, you know, whatever. That uh, local talk that I went to, I had signed up for it pretty impulsively i came across the event on facebook while i was sitting at work on the weekend and it was like a 10 15 ticket and then it was for the tuesday night and i was like super psyched to go because it was very relevant to uh some of the stuff that i've been applying in my life and some of the stuff that we've been doing together and and then all of a sudden tuesday rolled around about two hours before I was supposed to go and I didn't want to go you know that that little fear in my head that that uh told me that I don't need to go nothing positive is going to come out of it you know whatever just stay home it's only 10 15 dollars it's not like I spent a hundred dollars on a ticket or something of that nature so it was pretty I was justifying it in my head in whatever way I could to not go yeah I think we were we were actually on Skype at that time and you had told me you're like oh, I don't want to go I I'm pro- I probably was bad influence and was like well then you don't have to it's not like a big deal but you you definitely we both definitely like justified like why you wouldn't have to go kind of thing. So I think it was really good that you did, though, because you did come come out of it with a lot of new information and it was really helpful. Yeah, that's and that's ultimately what I was trying to get. You know, I mm-hmm. had met some people. I met one guy who was really cool to talk to because he is he works for Sony as an animator. Oh, really? Yeah. So that was super, super cool. cool. Yeah. Just the guy who sat next to me. Hey, man, how you doing? Cool. Yeah. You know, that really natural interaction. And then he asked me what I do. You know, I told him I work as a recording engineer and, uh, at a school and all this stuff. And then he told me how he works in like After Effects and Illustrator, which are all uh, digital workstations by Adobe, if you're familiar with like Photoshop or Premiere Pro. And he was telling me how he want because the whole thing was about side hustles and uh, your mm-hmm. passions and working with those while you work in nine to five. And he was talking about how he wanted to get into VR stuff and, but he just had no idea how to do that. So he wanted to turn this idea into a passion and because it's kind of relevant, like Sony has their own VR product, right? Yeah. You know, so they, but you know, and I even asked him if he had any interest or if he had tried reaching out through Sony to try and create more, or if he could somehow, you know, get his foot in the door that way. And he just said that they weren't interested in, because I think he's not on the game side of things. He's on, uh, he does more like, I guess, cartoon animation for their, oh, okay. mo- for their movies yeah, and stuff movies like that. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. So it was interesting to talk to him about that. Uh, but yeah. That sounds really cool, actually. Yeah. So I had some good interactions from the meeting. Yeah. You know, and I had met another girl and we really got along and, uh, there's 
you know, I gave her my card and we might potentially work together in the future. So that little voice in my head told me not to go. I got past it. I went and nothing but good things came from it. Yeah. You have a few different sparks for new ventures in your life and new ways of keeping yourself organized and on track and just cool experience. Yeah. So all positive. Yeah, it was it was good. And so I I encourage everybody mm-hmm. once again to not so much don't think about the outcome of the situation because I think that's where the fear of success and that fear of failure comes from. Yeah. You know, you're scared of what might happen, but you don't have control of what happens. You have control of the process of what you do in that moment, right? Mm-hmm. And that goes back to the practice of being present. You know, if you allow your past to shape your future or you're really worried about what the future might bring, then it's not going to allow you to live in the moment and do the things that you may want to do at that moment. Definitely. Um, I know I used to want to write a blog. Um, I actually had a blog for a while. I don't know where it is. Um, And I also wanted to start a podcast and... I, this was like years before we even did any of this stuff. And I just like thought to myself like, oh, no, you can't do that. No one's going to read it. No one's going to listen to you. It's no good, whatever. Now we're doing both of those things together and it's it's working well. Um, we're getting positive feedback. Um, and we I've, I haven't seen any negative feedback so far. I know in a couple episodes I invited it just for fun to see what would happen, um, which whatever i'm happy it didn't um but most people i mean you you already know like where you want to go you know what you like you know the things that you're interested in so you know how to be successful and put those things out there you know how to create those things you'll find an audience it doesn't matter how big or small um but there there will be people that that like it there will be people that might not like it as well but that's part of life i'm i mean Again, I, I invited it just to see what would happen. I'm happy it didn't. But it's exciting that like people are engaging with our material and people are, are reading it, people are listening to it, and people are even like sending us emails and talking to us about it. It's a super interesting. I'm, I'm really enjoying this, this whole process. On a side note, I just saw the roommate fly by the window <laughs> with running gear on. I'm proud of him. That's awesome. Roommate. Well done, the roommate. If you are listening to this, I'm proud of you. I think well you're done, a fantastic roommate. human. Your Instagram videos are amazing, P.S. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> those those are great. I wish I could share them. Maybe we will one day. But yeah, I don't know if he'd be down for us doing that. We'll, we'll have. He has a plan, actually. He has a Does plan he? to, like, I guess, start kind of like a youtube channel okay and just create all these videos like corny ass videos they're super corny and random but they're so funny and amazing he wants to go more out of the music space and more into like a comedic space of just doing like like that weird shit so he he was talking to me about it a bit and i tried to be supportive at least and you know told him i would help i don't know what if he's really gonna follow through or if it's just kind of uh, if he's just fostering the idea right now or what's happening, but yeah, yeah, I think he he's a funny guy. Topic three of the day 
It comes from a supporter. I think our super fan. Our super fan. He's a great guy. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. him. Our Patreon supporter and one of our super fans. Yes. Sent okay. in an email to Roots of Life Podcast at gmail.com to get his question read, which you can do as well. Paul asks, what's your favorite story to tell? Mine is when I was working at Blockbuster and this woman called and asked to speak to a manager. I got tongue twisted between saying just one minute and can I put you on hold? And I ended up asking the sweet little old lady on the phone, can I hold you for a minute? I love that. It's so funny. <laughs> that is amazing. I, I can just imagine this like gray haired old lady just like like sitting there like, you know what? Yes. I, I would really appreciate I would really a hug. That. <laughs> I haven't gotten a hug in so long. Yeah, I think that's so funny. I had a situation at the keg once when mm-hmm. all our all these stories. <laughs> I'm, well, yeah, all of your stories are at the keg. Well, I spent a long time at the keg, especially yeah, no, through some of like my many primitive years, years right? So yeah. there's lots of stories. There was one time, mm-hmm. though, where a lady came in and I was taking her to her table and she was quite older. You know, she walked quite slow and I ended up holding her hand and walking her to her table. Mm-hmm. And all of our coworkers were thought it was super adorable and they were asking me if she was my grandma and i and you know i was like no she's just a customer and she asked <laughs> you know i offered to walk her to her table and when i offered to walk her to her table she like stuck out her hand and i didn't have a problem with holding her hand walking her to her yeah. table so i'm sure she probably appreciated i seemed like a sweet young man and <laughs> you know so yeah that How was a cool wrong experience. she was I'm just kidding. Oh, you know, I have my ups and downs. So that's not my favorite story to tell. I do have a favorite story, but Jimmy, I want you to tell your favorite story to the listeners of the Roots of Life podcast. If you listened to uh, last week's episode, that was my least favorite story ever to tell. But you did. I did tell it. And you did not worry about the outcome. I didn't. I don't care. We'll see what happens. That so last week when we recorded, my story was super embarrassing, way more embarrassing than Taylor's in my opinion. This uh, this time, his is way more exciting than mine. So we're evening it out this this week. So my favorite story is um, when I got paid to slackline. So I think I've mentioned slacklining before. It's basically like tightrope walking on a, a two inch wide like a, a ratchet strap and it's kind of bouncy sways in the wind and it's hard to walk on. It's really fun though. But a friend, a friend and I were slacklining down in the waterfront at Nanaimo and um, a mother and her two children came up and she asked if they could um, try it out. And we, of course we were just like, yeah, sure, whatever, go ahead. But ended up being, they were there for like probably half an hour and we helped them like walk all the way across and back a couple times. Um, and then, so she was super thankful, very nice. Then they left. And then like five minutes later, she came running back, handed us $5 or maybe it was $10. I can't remember. And then she was like, thank you so much. That was so great. My kids haven't stopped talking about it. You just made their day. It's just super exciting that you let us do this. Thank you so much. Handed us the money. And then ran off again. 
And I just, I just love the idea that she like appreciated us enough to like come back, thank us again and pay us for it, which it was super nice. I think after that we went and got some beer with it. So it was also made our day. Taylor, what is your favorite story to tell? Well, before I get into my favorite story, yeah, I want to say, doesn't it feel good when people pay you to do the things that you like to do? Yes. I was like, awesome. If I can keep getting paid for this, I'm, I'm good. Like, that's fine. I'll continue to do this forever. It was great. I loved it. I had somebody ask me the other day if, if all jobs were equal and all jobs were looked at the same and all paid the exact same, mm-hmm. you know, like the man at McDonald's made as much money as the business CEO and mm-hmm. he didn't have that stigma of being a McDonald's a man clerk. At McDonald's, yeah. What would you do for a job? What did you answer? Or are you asking me? No, I, well, I don't know. It's kind of a rhetorical question, I guess, at this point. But he did ask me that question and we had a discussion on it. Because it's a hard question to answer. When somebody asks you that, like, Mm -hmm. what would you rather do every day than anything else in the world? And if you get paid for it and make money at it and make a living, what, what would you find the most fulfillment in? You know, and so that I think it's a hard question to answer, but I could I could actually answer that. Really? I I do this. I really enjoy doing this. This is one of my favorite parts of the week. Um, I like sitting down, working on the website, working on the blogs, any of that stuff. I really enjoy doing it. It's and I, I really have a lot of fun and I appreciate how it's going so far. I See, think that's that, what I'd go with. That's awesome. Right. Hmm. I think. If I could do anything in the world, I don't know. I might do some kind of job that involves me traveling a lot. Mm-hmm. I or I might, you know, snowboard every day. Like, I might be a professional <laughs> snowboarder. You know, I don't know. There's a lot of possibilities. I For might sure. teach yoga. I might, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I would like to do. And so, it, it's a hard question to ask. But I think I just wanted to bring that up uh getting on the topic of you saying how this you ended up getting paid to do something yeah. that you just enjoy and, and that's the idea of where creativity comes from is just you create and create and create and eventually you hone your craft and somebody will eventually pay you for it so definitely with that being said my one of my favorite stories to tell and it's funny because i told this story maybe a week or two ago to my girlfriend and another friend of ours and it's funny because she always gives me a funny look when i tell stories like this <laughs> she doesn't necessarily condone my behavior but that's okay she understands where i come from and why i do these things and you know she's just a concerned person mm-hmm. you're an outlier it. of society you're a little different i am it's okay yeah we like you she appreciates me I appreciate her. And I appreciate you, Jimmy. My favorite Thanks. story of the day, or every day, I guess, one of my favorite stories to tell, is <laughs> when I went to Keg Cup. Another keg story. Another keg Bye story. <laughs> so for those of you that aren't familiar, maybe you're maybe you don't even have a keg where you are. I don't think they're super common down in the States. 
or in other parts of the world. The keg is a steakhouse, mainly based in Canada, but they Mm -hmm. do have some locations throughout the United States. And it's a nice place. Anyways, they do this thing where in the, uh, I guess, late winter, early spring, they get multiple different keg restaurants and they all go up to Apex Mount in Penticton, British Columbia. And they all get together. They, I think they rent out the bar for the weekend and, or it's, I think maybe through the week because restaurants are busy on the weekends. Anyways, so different kegs will usually, some rent chalets, some stay in the hotel. There was a hostel and we, so we went up there, me and a couple friends from our restaurant and we ended up uh, partying and, you know, you go snowboard through the day and then you go hang out with all these other keg employees and everybody just has a great old time. It's basically a big party for the weekend on a mountain. So pardon me. It's a fantastic time. And first night we got there, I decided to go party up at one of the chalets with another keg where I was given a free hit of LSD. Now, I did not take this LSD at that moment, as you might have assumed. I (laughs) decided to just get hammered. I woke up on the couch in the morning. I woke up. It was about nine o'clock in the morning and I was like, damn, I got to go snowboarding. I'm late. So I started walking down, you know, I was basically in a winter wonderland. I just walked, started walking down this snowy road and kind of a forest, you know, there's probably a like a hundred or 200 meters between each chalet. And I just started making my way back towards where we were staying to get my snowboarding gear and halfway down the road, I remembered I had a hit of LSD in my pocket. I really wish I could say LSD in its full form, but I can never pronounce it properly, so I don't want to say it and sound like an idiot. Do you know how to say yeah. it, Jimmy? Um, if I if I look it up real quick, I could probably say it. But it's like lis lis something like that. Yeah, um, I don't know. I can't even get it. Anyways, so lysergic acid diethylamide. Yeah, see what yeah. I'm saying? It's not easy. Surgic acid diethylamide. <laughs> anyway, so I took it and I went snowboarding that day. And I was the only person from my keg that snowboarded. And so I didn't know too many people. There was the people that I hung out with last night, but I don't think a ton of people went snowboarding because everybody was super hungover. And so I basically took acid and went snowboarding by myself. And it was a beautiful powder day. The sun was out and I was on the hill and I just had the best time. I think this was probably four years ago, long before we ever started the podcast. But I called you, Jimmy, while yes, I was on the hill that day. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I, I, when he wrote this down, I laughed and I was like, you remember you called me, right? He's like, I totally did. I totally did. But uh, I was actually studying in the library for a midterm at the time when this happened. And I was just sitting there like studying or maybe it was a test or something. I don't know. But I was sitting there studying and then all of a sudden my phone goes off super loud. I was like, oh, shit. In the middle of the library. Open it up. Like, hello, I'm in the library. He's like, I just need to talk to somebody right now. I'm having the greatest day. <laughs> it's like, I'm on top of a mountain high on acid. I was like, that is awesome. Like, this is so great. 
I can't talk too much right now, but I'll listen. Well, so, yeah. thank you for sharing that experience with me. I, I'm i sure I was very appreciative at the time. You definitely were, yeah. Yeah, that was a great day. Honestly, I remember that being one of the funnest days of my life. That actually sounded like a really fun day. Yeah, it, I when I tell people that story, they all look at me like I'm crazy. Like, they all, I, they all seem super overwhelmed or whatever it might be or they just think that i'm out of my noggin i think that's just because people don't have very much experiment experience with uh psychedelics yeah it was one of those things right i took it and then i was on the hill before it even kicked in so i was Mm -hmm. already kind of uh in the environment and so Mm -hmm. it came on very naturally and i i always like doing things i always like being active when i'm on lsd Mm. yeah i like to skateboard i like to play basketball it's always really fun you your uh motor skills are always sharper than well not always but i for me anyways they they are usually sharper than when i'm not nice which i think some people get it twisted like they think that you're almost inebriated in some way and that you're not as cognitive but i was actually on that same topic i was actually just watching a youtube video where um where this guy he'd he'd watched a video from buzzfeed i think where they tried to see if they were better at doing certain activities when they were either drunk or high on marijuana so this guy decided to try those same activities but he ingested a super potent in quotation marks pot brownie as well as a um for for like the one um for one side of the video and then the other part he did shrooms and he actually was better at most of the things when he was high on shrooms the only other things that he wasn't quite as good at was he built some lego like one minute shorter when he was on the pot brownie than he was on the mushrooms so he was better on the pot brownie but before he even started the lego he had to go and puke while he was on the brownie because he was feeling really nauseous and sick. So I think the shrooms won that one. It sounds like it. That's a cool yeah. experiment. I've never done that kind of side-by-side comparison. You'd have to film it, which yeah. he did. Yeah. did. Did he record video for it? Oh, yeah. It's all video. Oh, that's cool. I like that idea. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I don't know if I will ever do that, but it's something to a, keep in mind. He has a really cool YouTube channel where he actually explains like what a trip is like while he's on the trip um, with a bunch of different things. It's really cool. Cool. I'll have to check that out sometime. You'll have to share I'll that with me I'll put it later. in the blog. There you go. Go check it out. It'll be up at the same time you're hearing this on rootsoflifepodcast.com. Jimmy, bring it home for everyone. So, our final housekeeping. We have a listener challenge this week. And on the topic of cutting out those distractions and getting rid of your fears of success and failure. Actually, I want to go back up real quick. I just want to say what the fear of failure and the fear of success are in terms of phobias. So a fear of failure is apparently a tickophobia and the fear of success is achievemophobia. So to get rid of your tickophobia and your achievemophobia, I want you to share something with us to share with the rest of the listeners. We'll either play it if you want to send us some original music for our outro We'd like anybody to do that. We'll either play it at the end of our one of our episodes or we'll post it in a blog 
or whatever you'd like. We could do it on Facebook. We could do it on Instagram. We could just send it out and put it somewhere. You tell us, send us an email um, or a message somewhere with what your thing is uh, and what you want us to do for everybody to show it and share it. So this is breaking down those fears. So it's out there. It's out of your control by then. It'll, we'll see how it goes. And you won't get any of the bad feedback. We will. We'll see it. And we won't share it with you or we will. Depends on how you want it to go. Just let us know. There we go. Um, so you can check us out on Instagram at Roots of Life Podcast, on Twitter at Roots of Life Pod. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Roots of Life. Anything else they can find us on, Taylor? You can find us at rootsoflifepodcast.com. They can. Yes, they can. That is where you can find everything kind of summed together. You can find all the social media handles there, mm-hmm. links to the SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. Did I say that already? Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all there. There's all our blog posts. You can find blog posts all related to the episodes some cliffer notes mm-hmm. cliff notes there if you want to i almost said clifford like clifford the big red clifford dog the big red dog yeah i don't know <laughs> uh but yeah so it's all there all the podcast episodes get posted there once they are released to the public if you want to get a bonus episode each month or you want to receive early episodes of the roots of life podcast then you can go become a patreon supporter a patron at patreon.com forward slash roots of life it is a very small dollar value yeah as small as a dollar one dollar you get an extra episode also on our website there is on our homepage. if you scroll down to the bottom you can subscribe to our mailing list so anytime new content comes up either a blog or a podcast comes out There's two separate mailing lists, depending on what you'd like. Um, You can subscribe to them there, and you'll get emails when we post, uh, just as a reminder to go check it out. And finally, Taylor, our last segment. Would you like to shout it out for us? I'll bring this one in. So our last segment of the day is our Artist of the Week. Now, this is a band that I quite enjoy. They are so a, new, a newer band from Nanaimo, British Columbia, Wise Youngblood, led by the lead man, Kyle Stevens, a good friend that I went to high school with, I played sports with, always got along with Kyle, he's a great guy, I'm super excited, his band is actually coming to Studio Records on Granville Street in Vancouver, British Columbia, so we, I will be going to that. I, it's been a while since I've seen Kyle, but I really enjoy the band, and I wanted to get them on here for Artists of the Week. I wanted to share them all with you. They, all their social media handles will be in the description below. You can also, there's going to be their YouTube video for the song Pyromaniac that we're going to play in a minute. So you can also check out the video on YouTube. Very nice, very well done. So you can check that out there. It's a really cool song, too, actually. I really love the lyrics in it. Yeah, it's a really good song. Really great. I loved it. So that's why I was super enthusiastic and ready to get them on here. And so you can also go vote for them on the CBC Searchlight. Mm-hmm. I think I think actually voting might have ended for the first round. I'm not sure exactly how it's working right now. But I will 
look into that and I will put a link to it to the band there so you can vote for them don't forget you can vote for them every day thank you ladies and gentlemen for being with us this week we are so grateful for your attention and for just you listening to us talk because this is what we'd love to do and we hope that great time we hope that you took a little bit out of it and that you might try and find a way to distract to i guess minimize the distractions that come about in our daily lives thank you everybody this is wise young blood pyromaniac
turned your room 